I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? Caroline Soro and Michael Swain here with Kansas 247. We're here in the booth right after KU just went 5-0 and in the season. It's the first time since 2009 and the first time that the team has been 3-0 and here at home since 2009 as well. So, Michael, just off the bat here, what are some of your thoughts from the very beginning of the game? I know there's a lot going through my brain. Yeah. That was not the prettiest thing that we've ever seen, but, I mean, a win feels good regardless, right? It does, and I think you look at Kansas and the way they won this game. Lance Lapple joked that someone had made a comment that it wasn't pretty game and he kind of said yeah no kidding and I think for KU it's kind of the first time this season they've been one of these kind of great grimy games you've looked at them play in high scoring contests against West Virginia Houston to some degree even against Duke right he scored 35 points at 28 and I think you look at this one it was just an ugly game and I think KU's ability to win ugly is huge because it seems like each week we're learning something new about this team and this time around I think they showed that all right if they do get in an ugly game against a Baylor or an Oklahoma State they can hang, and they can hang around and find ways to win. And I think that's just a huge part and a huge step, I think, for the program where they're at right now. Right, 100%. I mean, it's all about grit and grinding it out, right? And I think that the whole season, the story here has been KU's offense. I mean, you have an offense that's averaging almost 50 points a game and putting up crazy numbers. And not that the defense has been getting shoved under the rug, but it's just kind of like, you know, they haven't been so much in the conversation because the offense has really been coming out and been the story here. But the fact of the matter is that KU would not have come out with a win out of this game without the defense today. I mean, holding Iowa State, a Power 5 opponent, to 11 points, I mean, that's the second lowest point total on the season other than, you know, the game against Tennessee Tech. But as far as, you know, quality opponents here go, I mean, that's a pretty big stop for this Kansas defense to only allow them 11 points and then you know the KU's offense comes out with 14 points in the first half you're thinking okay this is you know this is going to be what it usually yeah. is what it has been for the last four games here but then no points in the second half and the defense still holds up that to me is just a sentiment to how like you said how tough this team is and you know you got to do whatever it takes to win right exactly and I think that that's kind of the, the toughness and the culture that they've shown I think on the defensive front I mean how can you not be impressed? Just, I think all three levels of the defense was really good. I don't have the tackles for loss numbers in front of me right now, but you look at it, multiple sacks. I think it was four sacks maybe total. Like this is a team that three games ago, we were talking about, can they rush the passer? And 
against a, a decent Iowa State front line. You look at they've got three returning starters on the interior. Um, their tackles are maybe a, the weakness of that offensive line, but the ability to go and get penetration, force Hunter Deckers to think. And then you look at the linebackers, right? Overall, you're holding Iowa State to under 100 yards rushing. And this is an offense that has run the ball pretty well with some of their running backs this year. And, and then you look at the safeties, right? Kenny Logan had probably his best game of the season. I, I feel pretty strong in saying that, that <laughs> he's had a great game. You know, there was that play in the second half, right, where Xavier Hutchinson, the wide receiver for Iowa State, has what looks like a touchdown from the press box, right? We're sitting up there and looking at it, and all of a sudden, Kenny Logan, he lines in, hits him really hard, ball comes free. And I think those are the types of plays that KU, in years past, has lacked. So it's winning plays, the ability to make that kind of split-second change the game. And Kenny Logan, I thought, did that. I mean, overall, you're not looking at this defense like, okay, you got to build on it now. You look at TCU coming in next week, they dropped 50 points. I was going to say, on a good Oklahoma team, too. I mean, number 18 in the country, they dropped a little bit after that loss to K-State, for sure. But, I mean, yes, you're coming in against an offense that's also putting up numbers like your offense has. But, I mean, you mentioned Kenny Logan, and I think there's three names today that we cannot go without talking Ooh. about, and that's Kenny Logan, Kobe Bryant, and, of course, Craig Young. And, Craig, I talked to him a few minutes ago in postgame and just asked him a couple questions about, you know, defense overall and about Kenny Logan. And he said it's not only about... Kenny that though he did say that Kenny is the heartbeat and is the heart and soul of this de defense but he said it's about all of the guys that are coming out and making plays here and you you know said it best that there are guys at all three levels that came out and showed up and showed out today but I mean he said yes and attested to that and said that you know it's it was an all-around for the whole defensive squad today everybody but I mean I thought that his comments on Kenny Logan were pretty awesome I mean he said and I don't know if it's maybe that senior leadership element that Kenny brings to the table or you know just kind of the swag that he has both on and off the field but Craig was just saying how important it is to have Kenny on this team and he was running over before that big play that forced um, Iowa State to have to come out and kick it there at the end of the fourth quarter. He said he ran up to Kenny and was like, Kenny, this is this was all you, man. Like, mm -hmm. making that stop, this was all you, and uh, we wouldn't be here without you. And Kenny was just hyping him up, and, you know, they're returning the favor to each other, and he just kind of gets the guys going and is encouraging in the huddle, and is coming out and making plays on the field. So he was a difference maker for sure. But Kobe Bryant, I mean, let's oh, talk, a, yeah. let's talk let's about that it. pick, and let's talk about what was almost that pick. Gosh, I mean, if he had came down with that, that would have been the stop that Kansas needed at that point and I mean sure. it still was it was a momentum shifter for sure I mean Iowa State didn't come away with any points on that drive it was another <laughs> another missed kick um, that resulted after that but I mean let's just talk about yeah. you know his performance here for a second another what is it his second on the season today yes it yeah. is it is a second yeah I, I mean you look at Kobe Bryant and it feels like when KU needs a big interception and obviously you always want an interception they're always big but when KU needs them in big moments he really does deliver, right? You think about the Texas game last year. You look at the West Virginia game in overtime. He gets the, the rare two-score win in overtime because of his pick six. Right. And then you look today. The, he basically sets KU up for, I think, their second score of the game. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, KU really struggled, I think, at times to drive the ball and sustain drives. You know, they weren't the most aggressive, I don't think. And I think for that play right there, we're 20 yards away from where we're standing <laughs> right now. He is the guy that makes these big and it's just so huge. And you look at him tackling, too. I think you look at his growth over the last year. This time last year, really good coverage guy, probably not the best tackler. Today, he gets six tackles. I think he's one of the third or fourth most on the team. Just a really solid outing from him. And I think Romello Dotson deserves some credit, too, right? A really good tackler. Led the team in tackles again, seven total. 
Um, and then, like you mentioned, Craig Young. I, we've talked about this on other platforms before. He plays such a complex position, and he's in such a tough spot, and he's such a talented player. And as the season has gone on, he keeps taking steps forward. And I just continue to be impressed with him, his athleticism. There were times today when if Craig Young wasn't in a position that he was, KU would not have gotten a stop. I think about one of the plays against Hunter Deckers as a quarterback where Deckers is kind of running in space and Craig Young closes him down. Those are the yeah, types of plays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those are the types of plays that KU needs, and I think now they have the individual talent to do that, where I think in two, three years ago, even last year, you look at it and say, man, you know, would a player on last year's team make that play if it wasn't Craig Young? I just don't know. So I think overall, I mean, just incredibly impressed by the defense and those guys that you mentioned. I think those are definitely the players you have to highlight. Yeah, 100%. And even Lance said in the post game that he wasn't sure if this team last year could have come out and put up stops like they did today. I mean, you really don't know. And like you said, it's everybody, individual personnel showing up like they haven't before. And it's just a crazy thing to see and an incredible thing to watch. And we sat here last week and talked about how, you know, what was it going to look like against an Iowa State team that does have a very powerful offense? I mean, what is it going to look like when, you know, KU allows over 400 yards, yards to Duke's offense last weekend and then comes out here and yes, they gave up some yards but it's the point total in the end that matters the most. And um, especially, and I guess one of the things that we touched on here was that KU's defense was going to have to step up if the offense couldn't come out and, you know, put on a show against one of the number one defenses in the conference. And I think that's something to look at here, too, is that not only did the defense show up, but it showed up on a day when the offense just couldn't get in the rhythm and didn't seem to, you know, be clicking, couldn't get things done. I mean, 46 total offensive plays, that is crazy. No, I mean, that's only a little bit more than all of Iowa State's offensive plays in the second half. And that's, you know, what KU had for the whole game. So, that's I mean, wild. yes, and it was even, you know, a bigger deal for KU's defense to come out here when the offense wasn't putting, you know, putting things together like they have been. So, I just think that it's great that they came out and um, kind of did their thing and took over. And um, it wouldn't have been the game that it was if they didn't show up like that. So. No, and I think offensively, it's, it's just wild that you can look at this high-powered offense that has been so right. explosive. And and how good it looked in the first half. Like, you're looking at this game in the first half, you're thinking, okay, like you said earlier, 14 points, you're feeling pretty good about it, right? You're on pace to score, you know, 28, which is fine. And then the second half, they just can't do anything. No. And it, it's one of those where you're kind of sitting there scratching your head. And I thought Lance Lapp had a good comment about it, how he's on the headset and listens to what Andy Kornick, the offensive coordinator, and Jim Zabrowski talk about. He said that they felt like Jalen maybe was overthinking things and wasn't seeing the full picture of the field. And I think that's what's been so impressive so far this season as when the opposing team has made a mistake, Jalen has taken advantage of it. And I don't think that was the case today. And you look at the offense as a whole, you know, Devin Neal running the ball. I've got that number right in front of me here. You know, he finishes with 75 yards total, right? 6.2 yards per carry. But it wasn't like he was able to run the ball all the time. And I just look at this offense and I won't say I'm concerned, but it's one of those deals where it's okay. It's kind of a reality check where for so long it's been so dominant. And then to all of a sudden have it not be that, I, I think is probably a good thing in the long run because now they know, okay, A, we don't have to score every drive because our defense can stop other teams. Right. And B, now they know, okay, this is how some teams are going to try and stop us going forward because they will play some good defenses, right? Oklahoma State. Baylor are two that I think of right off the bat. And so I think it's really good that KU is able to get a win, obviously. But looking ahead, 
they now know some things that they need to improve upon. And I think taking the next step is a big thing that um, this team has done. It seems each week they've showed us a different thing and a different way to win, and that's what they've done this week. And we'll see again kind of next week and what that looks like. But I think offensively it's one of those where obviously you didn't have to win, but there's a lot that can be improved and a lot to work on. Right, definitely, and like you said, you know, win is a win regardless of the situation, but I think it is reassuring to know that they have the defense to fall back on kind of as that comfort cushion sure. as we move forward because we were talking about a few minutes ago, we just haven't seen that from the defense yet. Not that they've been coming out flat, but I mean, it's been an all-offensive show, so on a day when the offense couldn't show up and the defense showed up, I think that's kind of something that we've learned here about this defense, and I don't know if it's because maybe Iowa State's defense is, you know, one of the better defenses in the conference, and they, they are big. They are physical so I mean that may have played a factor sure. into kind of disrupting and yeah I mean it did play a factor in disrupting you know Kansas's offensive scheme that seemed like they had Daniels figured out from the very beginning because I mean the guy threw for less than he has in weeks I mean he had under 100 yards passing yeah. and I mean you know he had some rush yards mixed in there but it wasn't anything like the production that we've seen so far and you know I think you had a little bit over 100 rush yards which is you know below our average for what we've been doing this season but I I mean, that's that's still decent numbers to put up against the number one rush defense in the conference. But it just seems like Iowa State came out and you know had the offense figured out and was ready for it and knew that KU was going to be creative and was just was just prepared for Daniels and his ability to you know be versatile. But he said it best in the press conference and said that you know this is an example of adversity that KU's adjusting to. So um, he said that bouncing back from things like this and just coming out and learning every single game is you know. The, the blessing of coming out and playing a really good team like this. So he said there's a lot to take away and that it was one of the you know true times this season that they've really faced that challenge offensively. So um, I think it's a good thing. And you know it's better that they have a win to kind of back that up. But I think it's a good thing, especially moving in you know, to play TCU next week. I think that's going to be a tough challenge. Another conference it game. It will be at home, which helps. And, you know, Leifold and all the players have commented on how much it helps to have people in the stands and two sellout crowds back to back. It's a pretty big deal. Something that hasn't happened here in a long time. But, I mean, this is a team that dropped over 50 on OU today. And um, so it's going to be another test for KU's defense, but also for the offense as well. I mean, it's going to be a test all around. Each week, right, it seems like the competition kind of takes a step up and I think that Iowa State poses different challenges than TCU. And I think next week is another one of those games where you look at the defense and it's all right. You did against Iowa State. Can you do it a little bit against TCU? I don't think you're expecting to fully slow down TCU, but can you do enough to put yourself in a position to win the game? And I think, as you said, each week kind of showing something different. And I think that this is just another big step. And again, next week is another chance to take a big step. And the coaches will have lots of harp on this week. Um, the Jayhawks will look to go 6-0 and against a very, very solid TCU team next Saturday. So stay with us for more coverage. We'll be with you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? Bow. 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.